the CHGO Cubs postgame show podcast presented by PointsBet. Use the promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk-free bets up to 2000 bucks. Cody Del Mendo, Ryan Herrera, and Luke Stuckmeyer after the Cubs win in Cincinnati. Uh, we do want to take just a moment off the top of the show to acknowledge the tragic loss of life at the school shooting in Uvalde, Texas. Uh, today, our thoughts are with all the families impacted by this just tragic event. Um, we are going to talk baseball on the podcast. We're going to spend just a little bit of time about this at the beginning. Um, Steve Kerr is a former bull who won championships here. He got ready for a playoff game tonight, uh, very close to Dallas. And, you know, he played in San Antonio. Uvalde, Texas is close to there. Uh, Steve Kerr, at one point in his life in college in 1984, his father was assassinated. Um, so uh, gun violence plays a part in his life. It clearly plays a huge role in the city of Chicago as well. It's very close to our city. Uh, so we thought we would play, even though this is not the Bulls podcast, very quickly we want to play what Steve Kerr had to say tonight uh, before their playoff game because he was extremely emotional. Um, I'm not going to talk about basketball. Nothing's uh, happened with our team in the last six hours. We're going to start the same way tonight. Um, any basketball questions uh, don't matter. Um, since we left shoot-around, 14 children were killed 400 miles from here. And a, and a teacher. And in the last 10 days, we've had elderly black people killed in a supermarket in Buffalo. We've had Asian churchgoers killed in Southern California. And now we have children murdered at school. When are we going to do something? I'm tired. I'm, I'm so tired of getting up here and offering condolences to, to the devastated families that are out there. I'm so tired of the, excuse me, I'm sorry. I'm tired of the moments of silence. Enough. There's 50 senators right now who refused to vote on H.R. 8, which is a background check rule that the House passed a couple years ago. It's been sitting there for two years. And there's a reason they won't vote on it, to hold on to power. So I ask you, Mitch McConnell, I ask all of you senators who refuse to do anything about the violence and school shootings and supermarket shootings, I ask you, are you going to put your own desire for power ahead of the lives of our children? and our elderly and our churchgoers, because that's what it looks like. It's what we do every week. So I'm fed up. I've had enough. We're going to play the game tonight. But I want every person here, every person listening to this, to think about your own child or grandchild or mother or father or sister or brother. How would you feel if this happened to you today? We can't get numb to this. We can't sit here and just read about it and go, well, let's have a moment of silence. Yeah, go Dubs, you know. Come on, Mavs, let's go. That's what we're going to do. We're going to go play a basketball game. And, and 50 senators in Washington are going to hold us hostage. Do you realize that 90% of Americans, regardless of political party, want background check, universal background check? 90% of us, we are being held hostage by 50 senators in Washington who refuse to even put it to a vote, despite what we, the American people, want. 
They won't vote on it because they want to hold on to their own power. It's pathetic. I've had enough. Oh, we, we weren't going to play anything at all. We were going to stay away from it tonight, but, you know, we were told to be ourselves on the show. I have a son. I've been to that town in Texas. I worked in that TV market. I work in, and from this town uh, where there's way too much gun violence. You know, I mean, I've been to McDonald's where people were slaughtered the other day, uh, right downtown here in the Loop. And so I don't want to get into political parties. I'm not here to tell you who to vote for. Just for me, I wanted to play it, and um, it's brutal. Make just, it stop. Just really sad, man. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I know we always make the joke about how Luke's significantly older <laughs> than me and Ryan, but, like, when I was in school, man, like, you never had to worry about, no. like, someone coming in and shooting up the school. I mean, granted, I didn't go to school here in Chicago. I went to a very, very small school in the middle of nowhere, but, like, even still, though, like, you, I feel like you hear these stories everywhere now. And, like, that's what's, like, so crazy. So, yeah. It, yeah. all in all, like, I'm, I'm, like, exactly with what you said, man. I think it's just, just really sad. And, you know, when I heard the news today, you know, Steve Kerr said not to be numb, but I was just kind of, like, I, the best way I could explain it is just, like, numb because it's just – it's got to the point where it's just, like, you hear about something like this every – once a month, every two it's months, three 27 months, 27 school shootings in our country this year. Yeah. And that's not, you're not just talking about the violence that we've seen. We see every weekend, every night in our city. Right. Yeah. Like our, right. our city has obviously a huge problem. And all I, again, politics aside, I'm not saying anything. Somehow we got to make it stop. I'm with you. Yeah. yeah it's just a tragic, tragic event. Um, one of many. That we see, like you just said, every year, just in schools in general, but just all over the place, especially in our city. So, um, you know, not going to get into my own views on politics and any of that kind of stuff, but just, you know, very tragic event that occurred in Texas today. And it's, you know, and we're going to say it again, thoughts and prayers to all the family, but at some point that yeah. that's not enough. Yeah. Um, let's talk baseball. I need the distraction. It, And I don't want to be fully distracted, as Steve Kerr said from this. Uh, but I could use something so that I can actually sleep tonight at some point, you know. Um, Cubs win 11-4. to four. Uh, They have won three straight games. That's what we are, is a Cubs podcast. So we'll talk some baseball. And uh, Marcus Stroman was on the hill. And this game started off well offensively for the Cubs. And then Stroman quickly got into trouble early in the game. And I was like, oh, boy, not, not again is this going to happen. Um but he was able to stop it. You know, he was able to stop it and recover and keep the Cubs in the game. Yeah, this time it was, we would have, like if he would have pitched like he did today on his last start, then we could have blamed the rust, right? Right. Because his last start, he was good the first time through the order, so for like the first three yeah. innings, and then gave up the runs. Tonight, he gives up runs in the first inning and then didn't give up any the rest of the way. So, right. Um, he didn't give him a hit the rest of the way. Like, yeah. I think he walked through really? more guys. Yeah. I didn't catch that. Oh, he... Yeah. Perfect second, walk two guys in the third, perfect fourth, perfect fifth. Wow. Yeah, he, he had – He could have gone deeper first. if he didn't have that 30-pitch first inning. Yeah. So – That was his – His first inning was his only tough one. And, you know, we've seen the Cubs blow leads all season. And let's be real, they – after scoring three in the first and then giving up two in the in the bottom half, you're like, oh, this is either going to 
go one way or the other. And the Cubs offense really came out tonight and really gave Stroman some support, which is great. And uh, you you like to see that. And you again, you like to see him really settle down after that first inning because. Like this is a, this is the kind of start that we should expect from someone like Marcus Stroman for the money that the Cubs paid to bring him here, especially yeah. against a bad team. By oh, the way, yeah. like for sure. again, I don't want to underestimate any major league team because I've done that, and the Pirates won three out of four against the Cubs. <laughs> but again, this Reds team is the worst team in baseball. Their lineup is even even their most heralded player on their roster, Joey Votto, is having a terrible season, and there's a lot of guys that are not uh, major league worthy on their roster right now, and so. Yeah, he needed to he needed to turn it around and win the game, and he did. Yeah, I mean, and then there's something to be said, obviously, for, you know, he goes through the, a little bit of a struggle because of four hits in the first inning, and, you know, a, a lot of times things can go crazy from there just with any pitcher. Uh, when he settles down and gives up two more base runners over the next four innings, like that's something to be said about being able to obviously keep his composure, you know, stay true to his, like, his, his mechanics, stay true to who he is as a pitcher, and obviously – pitch four really great innings after that first one where it looked a little rough. Yeah. No, it, again, it's it's really good good to see. Good I mean, what? Even even though he took the loss in the last start, he still only gave up three runs. So three consecutive starts of that maybe you would like the the length to go a, bit, a, little, a little bit longer, but I think that it's definitely a lot better than the first like four or five starts we saw from him. So. Yes, it's trending um, in the right direction. Yeah. The next step I would like to see him take is to be dominant. You know, yeah. like really dominate a game and go seven, eight innings. Which like, he had. Which he had. I know, right? He's, COVID, he's right? been like there, but then I would like to see that like consistently. You know, three out of four starts. I would yeah. like to see real him really be uh, the guy you're paying big money to and got in free agency. So. I, I think that's, and I still think it's possible. Eight strikeouts in this game in five innings. Uh, once he got it going, he got it going. So that was obviously a positive. We do the who you got picks mm. always, right? And even though we didn't have a pregame show tonight, we did who you got. And coming into this, I believe it was 2-2-2. Two, two, and two, Is that correct? Yes. For the games yes, that we've was. actually counted, like somebody <laughs> clearly won this game or we didn't make yeah. picks. You know, we forget to make picks sometimes. Yeah. Um, starting with me because I'm old, but like, we do that. We were at two, two, and two. Cody wins tonight. <laughs> Cody wins tonight. He had Schwindel. Now, Luke has waved the white flag. I have wow. waved the white flag. I will point out a way that I could be in the conversation for winning it, okay. which is uh, that Wisdom had two hits, Wisdom scored two runs, Wisdom stole a base, and he's part of schwindel whatever you want to call it schwisdom <laughs> schwisdom schwindel i don't know what they whatever you want to call it just, mix the two names Wisdell. however you want to wisdell 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 that's what i was doing <laughs> yesterday wisdell schwisdom uh, because i'm part of that combo just like brizzo i should be able to take one of those homers as partially mine because they they are a partnership <laughs> no, i disagree one oh, um and two i mean you know Chris Morrell went one for four today. It was a run RBI, but he got walked once and right. he got hit by a pitch. Like there's, there's every chance right. it's those, a loss, but there's there's every chance those two are home runs. So like <laughs> you can't you can't take that yes. away from him because he he didn't get a chance to hit. It's you okay. seen him, Frank to take. You've man. seen him put the ball in play and he hits the ball hard every single I time. I took Schwindel like, tonight because he's two for three coming into the game against Tyler Malley and he he did he. He uh, added more to his damage to Tyler Malley. So, uh, two Oppo tacos. We take it, man. Oppo tacos. He's been playing well. I mean, that really has been the key 
to what he's been doing. It's been the key to what Wisdom has started doing. They started hitting the ball the other way. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, it seems yeah. like such a simple thing. <laughs> and after he was sent down, that was what we heard the very next day was that Schwindel was hitting the ball the other way. And when was he sent down? May 9th. And since then, he's played 15 games. He's been on the middle seat on a Southwest Airlines <laughs> flight. He had was a flat back, tire, then got a flat the tire, seat. then sat in the middle seat on an airplane. Since then, he's slugging 545, 10 ribbies, nine runs scored, four home runs. By the way, if you take what Schwindel has done and combine it with wisdom, just the last, what's in Saturday? Eight home runs between the two, yeah, four each? Yeah. Since, no, since Friday. Since, since, Friday. since Friday. Starting with Friday. Since Starting Cody's Friday. rant on Thursday. Cody ranted Thursday. It was only, it was only about wisdom, right? Well, we, or was it about both? He dumped on both. No, okay, uh, he dumped on both. Mainly wisdom, Wisdell, but, yeah. Wisdell has turned yeah. it around thanks to yeah. Cody's yeah. slight rant. And it was, listen, there was not, it really wasn't a rant. It was just saying, like, you have to hit some home runs if you're going to strike out a lot. Yeah. yeah. And both have turned it around and shown a little something. Schwindel. More than a little when something. He was, when, they, when they optioned him, Schwindel, you know, he, I wouldn't say he was striking out at the level of Patrick Wisdom, but. Man, like he just kind of looked lost at the plate. <laughs> I don't know how else to really say it. He like yeah. he just wasn't getting any. Like he wasn't having any luck at all. He had a weighted runs created around sixty. I think it's it's approaching one hundred now, so to be which is about an average MLB player. So you know you yep. love to see that trending. I love Jack's comment. <laughs> I just saw it too. He is uh, he is the one who sent the tweet that said that Frank Schwindel was on an airplane. On United the day, Airlines? On, uh, yeah. He knows. Yeah, Jack, so he do you work for same... United because the suit and tie, it looks very professional. <laughs> it looks like he could be an, a United Airlines employee, potentially. <laughs> that, or a pilot. Could be one the of the pilots. that he's in the chat tonight is, is hilarious. I was only yeah, saying, awesome. I was only <laughs> saying uh, Southwest Airlines as a joke right. because that's when I always end up in the middle seat because I, I try to do the early boarding, but now people do it online, and you know how I am with computers. Like, he, even even if I'm ready to do it at like you could say you can do it at seven o'clock, so I'm waiting there with my phone, and I'm in boarding group C every yeah. time. But it's not even your just your computer, Luke. We were watching you try to understand Slack, the Slack app on your phone, and <laughs> all I heard was you went, you got the new, you got the one we needed, and you're like, but how do I get back to my regular Slack? And I'm like, oh, this this guy. How many slacks do I need? So <laughs> when you're a slacker, how many slacks do you need? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Ryan, cut him some slack. <laughs> cut me some slack. <laughs> All right, Steven. All right. Uh, now, if I was really old, I'd say, did you see the new pair of slacks I was wearing? Oh, <laughs> oh my God. Let's move on. But I don't ever refer to that. Uh, Jack says, haha, just a Cubs fan that was going on the West Coast trip. <laughs> hey, he was in the right place at the right time. Like, his yeah. tweet was getting picked up by all kinds of outlets. So we shouldn't say... This has all happened since really Cody ranted about anybody. Really, it's since Jack rode on a plane with Schwindel. Yeah, that's what really again. Turned. He got option, tried to drive to Iowa, got a flat tire, and then for some reason the Cubs said just fly here, and then he yeah. rode the middle seat. He rode a, the middle seat all the way to San Diego. Yeah. Well, and luckily well. Jack was on that. Jack out there breaking news. Also, I got to say, yeah. before I forget, the the so we we talked about the who you got, and Cody obviously won, and I was me and me and Luke probably two two. Me and Luke were probably tied for second place, but then <laughs> no, I'm on the second place, on the poll, okay. 
44% picked Wisdom along with Luke. 41 picked Morel with me, and 15% picked Schwindel with you. So pretty much everyone loses. Like, no I, one really wins. No, and I do have me. a question. Who picked first? Because I know I got the last pick. Keep picked first. No, you picked first. No, you picked first. Did I? Yeah, because I put in Slack. I can verify. Ryan was the first one in Slack. Yeah. But did you so, did you put your thing in Slack, or did you just have it in your head? I just had it in my head. Yeah, and see? I, so and you, I, can't, you can't prove it. You okay, prove this it. is what I, happened. I hadn't even seen you, the lineup when I picked. You said Morel, and then I went to try and find Luke. Turns out he was on his way to do right donuts. Mm. Shout out to Luke for bringing donuts in. You're welcome. I called Luke and I said, "Hey, I'm calling for who you got." And he's like, "Oh, well, who's been taken?" And I said, "Ryan's taken Morel, and I'm thinking I'm going to take Schwindel." And then pretty sure I was next to you, and you said I took Schwindel. That's what you said. Whatever. I'm looking at Slack right now, Ryan. 4.37 p.m., it says Morel. I don't see uh-huh. anyone else's pick in there. Uh-huh. Exactly. So he could have taken it at, like, 2 p.m. when the lineup came out and no one would have known. A like, verbal who you got. It's a bold move. I mean, yeah. yeah. graphics don't lie. Yeah. I will say Whatever. this. I got that phone call from <laughs> Cody, and I was crossing the street. I'm trying to grab my phone. The, the light's blinking, and I'm thinking, oh, man, Cody's going to want me to go back and get a specific donut. <laughs> but it turns out it was for who mm-hmm. you got. Yeah, I wanted to get yeah. who you got. If I didn't get yeah. it from him, then he was going to be mad that I didn't put him in the tweet or whatever. Jared has a good question yeah. here. What do you guys think is going to happen to Morrell when Nico comes back? I would Ooh. hope he stays on the roster. That is the million-dollar question. I would um, hope he stays on the roster stays, and yeah. that, like, uh, because of the versatility. What has he played now? Center field, Center. second base, shortstop, third, third base? base? Yeah. yeah. I think he could play. He could play both other outfield positions. I think too. he could platoon in between center and second because the Cubs don't nec- exactly have anyone playing in those positions right now until Magical comes back. Would you rather have him on the roster than Ortega right now? Yes. For me, the answer yeah. is yes. Yeah. Like I mean, he's more valuable to the roster right yeah, now. He's more. Yeah. Fl- he can play more positions. He's younger. I think the only argument against that is the fact that Ortega's a lefty and Morel's not. Like, That's true. You want to keep lefties on the lineup, but I don't. The Cubs don't have a lot of lefties. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, but Morel, I mean, he's playing so well. He, he really is playing very well both on both sides of the ball. Um, when Nico comes back, you have to move a spot open. And, and like you said, Madrigal's not back. He still has to go on a rehab assignment. So right. there's theoretically, hey, you know, Morel can move between shortstop, second base. Nico can play second base, Morel, like whatever it is. Then he can go play the outfield when, you know, someone else needs a break. He could DH if he really wants to. Um, there's so many things you could do with him. But like we talked about yesterday, if things start going a little sideways and you start seeing some struggles in there, then obviously he had, he's 22 and has plenty of options left. He could theoretically go down to back down to double A or if they want to put him just down to triple A and he can work on something. That's what you can that, – that is one of the good things about the options and young players is when you bring up these guys – and they do have success, but then you figure you start seeing some struggles. If they do come, I'm not saying they do, if they do come out, then you're like, okay, well, you have plenty of time until you're even in your prime. You go down to AAA, work on some things, and then, you know, kind of see where it goes from there. I don't know what exactly happens. Like, I don't have a feel for what Jed and, and Rossi and what the, they're all thinking as far as, you know, once a lot of these guys that are healthy come back. I, I mean, VR is, is well, a, yeah, that's what the, the yeah, chat I've seen I, a I, lot of. I'm saying I've seen, I've seen an Ortega should be gone. Jack says personally hope VR is gone. Yeah, Jack's also asking about Rivas. I mean, we will have I'll we'll hit on some of the injury update things coming up uh, in the second segment here. But Morel for me has shown whether it's VR, whether it's Ortega, um, maybe even if it's Rivas, but he, he's the bottom of that list for me of those three. Yeah. Um, 
I think if he's continuing to play this way, I want Morrell to stay up and one of the, something else to happen to one of the two other guys. Um, Brendan Miller, our friend who's also on the podcast, points out that uh, on Twitter tonight said, like, the most impressive thing is his chase rate's only 13%, Morrell. Mm-hmm. And that goes to what I was saying in yesterday's postgame show. It, the moment is not too big for him. He's not, he's not being swallowed up by the major league experience at 22 for the very first time. Like, yeah. he seems to be playing with poise and under control and even with energy. You know, I mean, he had a six-ball walk. He's reached safely now in each of the seven games he's played. Uh, and that's and that's after starting at, like, the highest point you could start, right? Yeah. He, he works that count, and he hits he hits the, the home run, and you think, well, you know, it's very possible that that becomes – one of the one of if not the greatest moments in his career like you hope he plays for a world series you hope he has big moments in a postseason at some point but when he goes back on his baseball career hopefully a long time from now and you ask him what moments will he remember if there's winning a world series i'm sure he'll say that but he will never forget his very first at bat in the majors the when he run. hit a through a bat flip and hit a massive home run. Off an OT, and, O2 count, too. Like yeah, and everybody, an everybody's hugging him instead of ignoring him in the dugout. Like, they were so excited by the moment that they hugged him. So he started up here, and it would have been so easy for him then to regress from there, I feel yeah. like. But he's shown a lot of poise, and I want to see him when even when Nico comes up, I want to right now, I want to see him stay yeah, there. It's just like with the, the, the roster crunch, I mean, it's just... I don't again. I don't have a feel for what the plan is. If they want to send some guys that have like you know keep all that keep as much depth as as they can, and guys have who have options, keep them in the minors so that when injuries do pop up, like a guy like Christopher Morrell is there to come back up. Right, that's something that I, we've seen and people calling for DFA's this early in the, in the season. We've just seen kind of options, and we've seen when guys get hurt, other guys get called up. So that's one way that they can keep that depth in a season like this. Um. So Clint Frazier has an option. Like Nick Madrigal is going on a rehab assignment soon. He could just kind of stay in AAA for a little bit and work on his own, work on the stuff he was struggling with. Again, Christopher Morell can get optioned down because he has so much time. He has so much time. So there's Rivas, same thing, can be optioned down. There's like that's the one way they can go with it. Obviously, they can go with the DFA route and, and, and DFA a guy like Jonathan Villar or a guy like Rafael Ortega. They just DFA'd Vargas yesterday, I want to say. So – that's another route they can go. I just there's not a good feel for exactly how they want to kind of go with that. Maybe some of these guys they might not want a DFA because they want to see how much, if any, trade value they can get for them in two months. Well, so. Jonathan VR has a minus zero point three F four right now. You're not getting anything. <laughs> you can DFA him. Like I, I, I think keeping Ortega makes more sense over VR if you want me to choose between the two. Um, and I and I hate like talking like this like. The guys, like, they're, you know, journeymen in the major leagues, right? right? And yeah. it, the thing about VR is, like, his season is actually really surprising. Like, it's been surprisingly bad. I mean, he had a two-and-a-half F4 last year. Analytics guy since last Tuesday. Uh, for a week. For a week. He had eight, he had 18 homers last year. Cody Six, Del 63 runs. There you go. Uh, there you go. <laughs> 63 runs scored. 42 RBIs. For someone on the Mets, he had a, you know— he was an average player. He's not even average this year. So, like, for a, 
for a team like the Cubs who are exploring. Yeah. You know, exploring. you you're I, stealing my term now. I just love the term. Oh, okay. Uh, David but, said, David said, Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I just want to say that for a team that the Cubs are in this position right now, it just, to me, it doesn't make sense to option Morel just because he has the options when he's pl- clearly playing better than both Ortega and uh, VR. Now, that said, if he does hit a rut before Nico comes back or, you know, whoever, then I could understand moving or optioning Morel back. But, again, we, we just haven't seen it yet. So, to me, like, if they had to make this decision, you know, this weekend or next week, like, if yeah. Morel plays well again this week, like, to me, you, you keep them up. These, yeah. these things have a way of working themselves well, out, too. For and sure. I was going to say, and then another idea, and then David asked about Simmons, and you can kind of package him into the same idea as, as VR. It's just like, there's not a whole lot of uh, middle infield depth in right. the minor leagues as far as, like, high level. You have, you have some good players down in the, in the lower levels that you're excited about, but as far as high-level AAA, ready to come up to the big leagues in a pinch, you don't have a lot. Morel was in Double A when he got called up. Like that's that's a pretty big jump. So, um, that, for he, he well, could, um, so, he could so that the next week too. Well, but yeah. so what I'm saying is like so those two, I could see the Cubs deciding to hold on to them. Not de- you know, Simmons. I mean, I, I he just started. Like he just came off the IL, so that's a different story. But VR, like I could see them just kind of keeping him around because they you know again we already seen like Nico and, and Madrigal are hurt right now. Simmons started the season on the IL. Morel only came up because he he had to. They needed right. that depth, right? So you kind of – not even contingency plans, but it's like you, you kind of have to prepare for for injuries that are going to happen. Whether You, you can't prepare for injuries, but you know they're going to happen. And if you DFA Simmons and you DFA right. VR, and then Nico and Nick Madrigal come back, and then they get hurt again, like you have no depth whatsoever. So that's, that's – that's yes. just, it's just like I can see the Cubs, and then you know everyone's talking about – Get rid of VR. Get rid of VR. He is at least a, a major league depth piece where you don't have a lot in in the system right now. But that's why that's why I say Ryan. The most likely scenario is uh, somebody gets tendonitis, a sore knee, or a sore back. I don't know who it's going to be, but someone's coming down with some <laughs> sort of injury. If it's me, yeah. if I'm if I'm Folks if I'm Jed, it. I'm going to say, "How's your back? Oh, put some ice on that. You're going on the injured <laughs> list yeah. tomorrow." Like. Yeah. That we know that anybody that doesn't think that happens in Major League oh. Baseball, it happens all the time. That happened with Tyler Chatwood in twenty what eighteen? <laughs> yes. Yeah, and that was just because he sucks. Something that year. doesn't feel right. Yeah, something doesn't feel right. Yeah, well, yeah. The way your pitching months. doesn't feel right. And yeah. you got David Bodie. David Bodie's <laughs> still on his rehab assignment. He could play second or third. Yeah. Theor- uh, theoretically, realistically, um, he's also a right, only a right-handed bat. Which and then. When I come back to VR again, but he's a switch hitter. Like he at least provides some kind of left-handed bat, as unpleasant as it's been, I guess. Um, I, I mean, I, I just again, I, I'm just kind of giving all the different scenarios because I don't have a feel on the objective wh- what exactly Jed might want to do. And, and and as much as <laughs> as much as the fans might might want these guys, some of these guys gone. Jed's not going to look at what the fans want to do. He's going to do what he thinks is is best for keeping I, this team afloat I, right now, which is I understand what you thing. mean when it comes to the infield depth and everything. But given the state of the team, the state of, like, how the offseason went, if they were to send Morrell down the way – if he continues to play well, that is going to make a lot of bad. people mad. Yeah, bad. Sure. Because but you know what else made people mad? 
trading Chris Bryant, Javier Baez, and Anthony Rizzo. Like Jed Hoyer doesn't care what, like he he'll do what he thinks is best. Like he's I, not gonna let the 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 anger or the outside noise. Those things are he, different. Those 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 three trades last year are completely different than this scenario that I'm saying. I'm just saying. Right. Uh, you know what really makes Cody fine. mad? Losing bets. <laughs> and I don't believe he had that this evening. Am I right? Did you win some bets? I did win some bets. Cash. I had Cubs money line tonight. Cash Del Mendo. You put the money on the Cubs money line and Marcus Stroman. They were they were actually underdogs against this Reds team. It's an absolute disgrace. <laughs> Those really? people out in Vegas. Like I couldn't believe it. Yeah, no, Christopher Morrell was leading off. Yeah. Exactly. Crazy. Exactly, Ryan. Crazy. Anyway, I made those bets on PointsBet. The best way to support CHGO is if you download the PointsBet app and use code CHGO when you sign up. If you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, you receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content. and You even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO locker. Uh, if you have any questions, you can email PointsBet at allchgo.com and we'll help you. Remember that PointsBet is your home for live in-game betting. They even have a new exclusive feature, Live NBA Same Game Parlay. For the first time ever, build the perfect live same game parlay only with points bet. Combine your favorite bets anytime during the game. You can even boost your live same game parlays. And now online sign-up is available in Illinois. You can actually download the points bet app right now and register your account from start to finish all from your phone. And I say it every show, if Luke can do it, so can you. It is literally. I have two things of Slack easy. now. Yeah, he, he finally figured out how <laughs> to get into his other Slack. Uh, <laughs> long story short, I don't know how else to explain it. <laughs> Signing up with the fastest sports book is now easier than ever, so you can start living your bet life in seconds. Use code CHGO to get two risk free bets up to $2,000. So, what are you waiting for once the game starts? Don't just bet, live your bet life with points bet. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Uh, speaking of our partners, uh, another partner is something that has something I use every day. I uh, started taking AG1 because I didn't have time. I wanted better gut health, more energy, optimized immune system. Now I've been on it for a couple of months, and I notice a difference when I'm not on it. That's the key. I love it. It doesn't taste like it's super healthy. It's kind of mild, tropical taste that I look forward to taking in the morning. Here's what it is. One scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, adaptogens to help start your day right. It's a special blend of ingredients supporting your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, aging, all those things. It even allows you to have the occasional do-right donut. I get a noticeable boost of energy. So I take it first thing in the morning, empty stomach, and there I go. Lifestyle friendly, too. Are you keto, paleo, vegan, gluten-free, or dairy-free? If you are, you're still good with AG1. You're investing in an all-in-one nutritional insurance for 3 bucks a day. Actually, less than 3 bucks a day. And it's recommended by professional athletes and has more than 7,000 five-star reviews. So right now, reclaim your health, arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, one scoop in a cup of water, that's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs. Frank Schwindel could have used it on his flight. With your first purchase, all you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash chgocubs. Again, athleticgreens.com 
slash CHGO Cubs to take ownership over your health, pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. I know Cody has said his girlfriend likes to make smoothies with it. I like to have a glass of it and then a do right donut. I balance things out. Life's all about balance. It's all about balance. The right meat right in the middle, right? That's right. Um, so there's some, we do want to address a couple internet things that we heard, you know, the rumors and things the that rumors. we hear on the internets. Uh, John Heyman says the Cubs are rumored to be one of four teams interested in Brandon Nimmo from the Mets. He's 29. Uh, the four teams, Mariners, Rangers, Cubs, Phillies. He's a 2.0 F war right now. Uh, I have two questions for you. Does Nimmo excite you? And number two, if you're even remotely ex- excited about this, do you think this would involve Wilson Contreras? Um, well, he's on a one-year contract right now with the Mets, and they signed Starling Marte in the offseason. So I, don't, I don't get why that would to, make sense with, with Wilson Contreras. <laughs> right. Uh, well, they signed Marte to play center field mainly, but he's been playing right mm-hmm. field, I guess. I think that's what Heyman said on his podcast where this information came out. And I, I'm not exactly sure what the Mets need right now. It's definitely not pitching. It's definitely a catcher. The catcher is uh, who? Who is their catcher? Just went on the IL. I can't remember. Um, Mike Piazza, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> Was it? I mean, I'll find the name. But they. Oh, McCann, James McCann. He's on the IL. Yeah, yeah. James McCann. They definitely need a but catcher. They, they, but they paid him a ton of money. But well, it must be. Contract. It must they're, be a. If unless they're looking at it as a, a rental, of course. Rental for rental swap. The, the Cubs can do better than that for Contreras. And I mean, way better than that, right? Yeah, way I'd better. Say so. Unless you're sending so. ready to go pro- prospects as well. I don't know. I am I excited? Am I intrigued? I'm not necessarily excited. I'm just interested because Heyman also said that like that he is interested and that the Cubs need to spend um so you know it's still very early before the deadline and who knows maybe maybe the Cubs will do what Brendan has asked them to do and that's just win eight straight games in a row (laughs) so we can start talking about buying instead of selling I'm just kidding not really, but I'm just kidding. So here's <laughs> what is Brent? What is what would Nimmo offer the Cubs? Why would they? I don't. Why would they even be interested? He I, has a good bat. He has a 147 WRC plus right now. He's um, having he's having a great year. Yeah, good slash line, 397 average. What is that like a? He's 29 years old. 30 something uh, OPS, uh, weighted on base average, uh, 0.372. Doesn't strike out too much. Walks a decent amount. Uh, he's a good bat. It's just my. I mean. My thought is if this is, like, because of Wilson Contreras and the Mets are looking for a catcher and the Cubs are looking what they get, he's on a one-year deal. Wouldn't wouldn't Wilson Contreras be, like, wouldn't the reason for trading Wilson Contreras is to get players that have team control? Right. Or even a couple major league-ready prospects, like one or two, uh, yes, with whatever. I, but yes, I want so, picks for the future. I don't want yeah. a 29-year-old outfielder that's having a yeah. good season. I mean, so he has, he has two war right now. He's having a great season. But, again, it's like – one year contract. It's like, is the, there's again, a rental it, for a rental, but the, I don't the know. fact that the Cubs are rumored in this, it only intrigues me because it makes me believe that they're going to do something that no one is expecting them. It might not have sure. anything to do with Brandon Nimmo. 
It's just the fact that they're even that in the rumor of someone like that right now makes me think that they might do so, like might just do something completely different than what we're expecting. Well, Jack, uh, the United Airlines pilot who was uh, <laughs> commenting earlier uh, was saying, oh, yeah, he thinks maybe as a free agent after this year, my point would be I'm fine if you want to talk about him in free agency, add him as another outfielder, but I don't understand why you'd move Wilson Contreras for him. Like, again, I think they should re-sign Wilson Contreras. If they're not going to re-sign Wilson Contreras, then they better get a pretty decent haul on I think you one can, of the best catchers in I baseball. I think you can get a really still you can still get a really good haul for Contreras if Nimmo's in it because it's not like Nimmo is even though he's having a great year, it's not like he has years of control. So the Mets are going to have to send more for if they really want Contreras that bad. Yeah. Like they the the Cubs but what's, still have what would the be the point of going after why wouldn't you be like, no, I want these two prospects, not I want this prospect and if you send Nimmo wouldn't you want the other prospect? Like, I, I, don't, I, I, I would think that the reason to give up Wilson Contreras in his contract year is to get players with that are at major league ready, if not, or at least close, and have years of team control, not right. is going to be a free agent at the end right. of the year. Agreed. Uh, was it David? David says, uh, give them VR. They already had VR last year, yeah. and they didn't bring him back. Yeah. So, so I don't, <laughs> I, I don't think I they'd think take that him. the only... Like maybe now, I'm. I mean, thinking, he's not going to help you um, get to the playoffs this year. So what's no. the point of having him on the roster this year? I will say his numbers are better than I thought. I saw 392 career on base. That's phenomenal. But again, if you right. can get him in free agency, right. just get him in free agency. Why would right. you trade anybody for him right you might now? Not if even you can keep just... him, you might not be able to keep him. Yeah, it would be an odd fit. Right. It seemed. It seems strange. I mean. Yeah. It is very out. Like out. Like. Out, out there like yeah. I like I tweeted it and like people were like this doesn't make any sense yeah I'm taking it all as a grain of salt right now like it, we are at the begin at the end of May like I think this is mainly just like a rumor that the Cubs are you know talking about you know taking in all their different options I guess I, I again I'm very intrigued because Last year, we didn't hear about moves like this, even when they were playing well. So, like, yeah. I don't I, know. I'm just I'm just saying. Not saying that they're going to buy, but I maybe maybe they won't sell the entire team like some people are expecting. Yeah. I drove by one of those Verilife places today in a parking lot, and uh, I'm starting to think I saw Ravi walking out of that place because he says, Wilson for Kopech... Uh, Wilson for Luis Robert. I'm starting to think this Robbie. is your burner account. These are the kind of trades no. that you were putting out there. Rob, Rob, <laughs> Robbie has stepped out, uh, yeah, to entertain himself. Hey, the Jedi of Chicago. That's my Mizzou guy. Welcome back. Love it. Um, big big Star talking? Wars fans. Big week, by the way. Yeah. What are we talking about? I do, he has a good question, though. Isn't Nemo a center fielder with that then block Davis coming up? That He has been playing center field for... The Mets, yes. Yeah, he's their starting center fielder right now. But if it, Davis is coming up this year, which we hoped for, right. that is being delayed to much later in the season. 
Ryan always thought it was going to be a little bit later anyways. Yeah. But now that he's hurt you. and wasn't playing oh, well, like, I told you. Me, don't they're not. That. But I you know you. what I'm saying? Like, it. now it's looking like a September-type call-up deal, yeah. right? Yeah. I, I said I said all-star break at the earliest. Oh. And but well, now it's not even that, though, because yep. the injury and he wasn't playing well, yep. there's no chance he's up yeah. for the all-star Ryan break. Ryan just, None. like, knew, like, he predicted that Davis was going to suck to start the year. I didn't say that. And get hurt. And, yes. I did say, I did say there's, if you go back to that, Podcast. I'm pretty sure I said honestly that there's every chance that he does not he struggles out of the gate. There's every chance that there you know injuries happen. I'm pretty sure I said those two things, and obviously those two things came true. I wasn't wishing that on him, and I wasn't saying like, "Hey, Brennan, be be bad and prove me wrong so that you don't come up before the All Star break." But I was just you know stuff happens, man. Stuff happens, and and, and that that's like Jed Hoyer said the other day, like that's baseball. That, that's baseball, man. Stop. I think I said sixty-three win team in our predictions, no, but I'm said, not totally sure. If that's you factual. said five hundred, eighty-one and eighty-one. Yeah. If anything, I'm right now. I, I'm looking in good shape out of everyone because you were what eighty-seven. Well, you work and out 75? more than two of us. Yeah. Well, Cody works out all the time. Whatever, man. Uh, <laughs> uh, all right, whatever. quick, quick. In, since we're talking injuries and that stuff, and we were talking about. Um, Morrell, uh, Matty Lee had Horner, Madrigal hitting, throwing, running, fielding today. Uh, Clint Frazier, David Bodie playing a full nine innings. And I also saw it somewhere on Twitter today, just talking about minor leaguers. You know, we get excited. We, I saw Owen Casey recently had his first home run. Uh, James Triantos hitting roughly 350 this month. James Triantos. Going to be a stud. I know that Corey's. Corey's real excited about him. Corey's so happy about that. He's been talking yeah. about James Trianto since we met him. Yeah. Like, it was like the first day we met him. He's like, James Trianto. It might have been on the first show we did that he started talking <laughs> about James Trianto. That's exciting. Um, well, I'm, in, I'm interested you know, to see who's going to be players of the month for the Cubs this, this yeah, month. Yeah, they've had a lot. PCA and Porter Hodge last month. Who's this month? PCA is still, still playing very well. Didn't uh, Canario homer in like four straight games, something like that? I mean, I know he's been hitting – Massive bombs in Tennessee, yeah. Yeah, he's been going crazy. So, um, was it James Trianto's number number four prospect at MLB pipeline, Pipeline's top thirty Cubs? Um, oh, oh. look at that ETA is twenty twenty four, so it's not not too far away. Twenty twenty four. That's what Jake here always says. Cubs in twenty twenty four. There you go. That, that is he what thinks he says, that's going to be the year for Chicago sports. Like a lot of our teams will peak in twenty twenty four. I mean, like the Bears will never peak again. The <laughs> yeah. Cubs, maybe. I mean, but I mean, if the Bears were to turn it around, like twenty twenty four is probably the earliest. I just they're going to spend a lot, right? I don't want to get into a Bears podcast. But I, like, I know I'll, I'll give Ryan Poles the benefit of the doubt. I mean, he, Ryan Pace is if Ryan Pace can't is still be worse in charge, than Pace. I tell you no. He can't be worse than Pace. If Pace was still in charge, I tell you no. But Ryan Poles will give him a chance. Anyway, uh, <laughs> we got off track. <laughs> we got a little off our, track. We're talking about our adult Bears. <laughs> um, yeah, so I mean, there's there's guys to be excited about, right? Uh, who is it? Uh, I saw go up a little bit, Stephen. Oh, top one. Jared asked, "Do we think Cap is going to get traded?" I hope not, guys. Who was throwing the stats so. around about how he was like? He's having his best season. Like this is yeah. a career year for him. Like among outfielders, like he's his stats are up there this season. Yeah. Oh, he's, he's he's doing great. And then I mean, you you see how he plays in Cincinnati, like <laughs> yesterday. Right. Yeah, he was. What, what was? What were we talking about? He had like one of the best OPSs in the history of baseball in Cincinnati, or he's something the like that. Second yeah. best behind only Barry Bonds. That, that, yeah. There you go. It's good company. He's to be among in. this year. Um, he's, he's among 
some of the best players in baseball for on base percentage. Um, as far as proved defender, pick him for who you got tonight, he went over. Did he go over? So yeah. he didn't have great numbers against Mally. So I didn't think he was gonna have a good game tonight. Let but. me, let me. Well, as far as trading Ian Happ, let me see. I know, I know he's he just um, they settled an arbitration this year. I think he has one more year of arbitration. He does next year. Uh, I think just in that fact, I don't he can't afford to. Right, I, wouldn't I can't afford to trade him. Oh, I mean, well, yeah, because he has last year of arbitration next year. I think just in that fact, he won't get traded this season. Um, but also, I mean, just the way he's playing, uh, he's looked improved, kind of looked like he just found a home in left field. Like, he's been playing well there. Um, has completely stepped things up on the right side of the plate. Um, hitting okay from the left. I mean, hitting, hitting well. Hitting well from both sides. Um I don't see him. I don't see that being a trade unless, unless he, I mean, you're always gonna. I don't think anyone on this team is untradeable. Right. Untouchable. Totally agree. So if you get but. offer, they're not, I don't think they're gonna be shopping Ian Happ. Is what I'm saying. No. Like if, if someone comes to them with a trade offer, they'll listen. Jed Jed Carter, they'll listen. But I don't see them shopping Ian Happ because he's been playing <clears> so well. Have to we be an overwhelming about, win. We talk yeah. about how the Cubs need younger young players. Well, Ian Happ is. 27. Yeah. There's just no reason to trade Ian Happ. I mean, I understand that this need this team is going to move guys, but if you you really are telling your fan base that 2025 is probably the time for the next competitive team if you trade Ian Happ. Cuz I've pretty much accepted the fact that they're going to trade Contreras. If they trade Contreras and Happ and then probably try and trade anyone else, Outside of the bullpen, then it's like, okay, I guess we really are waiting until 2025. Ian Happ would be my top five most surprising trades on the team, <laughs> right? Like if you had to, if you had to list like, yeah, this guy's not getting traded, this guy's not getting traded, <laughs> this guy's you not getting traded. Seiya. Not because he's untouchable, but yeah. say is so Seiya's unlikely. Say is number one. Happ, Happ is totally unlikely. Keegan Thompson's very unlikely at this point. Right? Yeah. Uh, And and Nico Horner, very unlikely at this point. Yeah, I think those those are your top. What would the fifth one be? I don't think they trade Madrigal now after just trading for him. Steel's unlikely at this point. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Madrigal has no value, too. It's early, Cody. Don't give up. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, he just... Yeah, he, he Hendricks played, is he unlikely, but he's not as unlikely as all the. Well, I'm, yeah. I'm not even hating. I'm just saying that like he hasn't played well. So if you wanted to trade Magical, well, you can trade him for a bucket of balls. Yeah, you'd be you'd be trading low. Yeah, yeah. you wouldn't be you wouldn't you'd be and getting again, like, lower like that, level. That, that. But that that that's just uh, the Cubs should w- not be doing that. The, the Chicago Cubs should not be. It doing would probably like a, jo- a Jock Peterson level <laughs> trade, which actually apparently Brian Ball's doing really well. Down. Bryce Ball, yeah. Bryce Ball, yeah, Bryce Ball. He has been See, playing very know. well. Yes. Uh you're related oh, uh, to Lamelo? What's his name? Who's, who's no, in he's the not chat? Who asked? Someone asked in the chat, like, who's the most likely to get trade? Gabriel. He asked, which Cub is most likely to get trade at the deadline other than Contreras? I would say Robertson. Robertson. Uh, yeah. Givens. Yeah. Robertson. Martin. Martin. Robertson, especially if he's pitching like this, because, what, 37 years old, I think? I mean, you got to make sure that that, especially that, a 37 off Tommy John, um, didn't even really play last year because he played at the Olympics. So you got to make sure that that can that holds up. But if that, if that for the next three months and you see him or two months and you see him pitching like that, it's pretty good. Definitely last a trade night. piece. I'd, um, I'd be so, I'd actually be I'd be stunned if all three weren't traded. Yeah. yeah. Right. I I, I what about think Miley? Miley's up there. Miley and Smiley. I think they'll try to get what they can get for him. 
Mm. Um, that, that's five guys that I'd be surprised if at least four Miley of them weren't Smiley. moved. Yeah. Uh, um, who else? Uh, like you said, Hendricks is, may, is a maybe, but probably also unlikely. He's still got another year of team control. So he also doesn't really necessarily if, have the greatest value right now, too. If wisdom hits thirty home runs. I could see somebody saying we need one more bat. True, that, there's one. Well, he's got to hit thirty home runs before yeah. the end of July. That's right, but he's got ten. As far as other bullpen, people, I don't maybe. think it's going to happen. I'm I mean, just saying, like, <laughs> he's going to hit thirty for the season. So by by then, if he's got twenty home runs, I've seen Stroman. I think I think he's like not like impossible, but I also don't know that. Like, I, I think it's another situation where it's like. They kind of they're not going to shop him, but if they get a deal, they're willing to listen. Mm-hmm. I think kind of thing because it's a, it's a tradable contract. It's not it's not going to weigh anyone. It's three years, not going to weigh anyone down. It's not like it's it's what twenty one twenty twenty something a year. They it's, could do it. They yeah. just be resetting even more. I I agree with the list yeah. that Jedi had and that we had. It's it's the reliever guys, you know. It's a, some one and Contreras. It's the one year deal guys. It's yeah. right right there. Miley Smiley Robertson Givens Martin. Contreras, those yeah. those are the most likely guys to be moved at the end of the season. Yeah, or at that before the trade deadline. Before the trade deadline. Yeah, I. I no, Norris is probably potentially another one if he's pitching well. If he's pitching well, that's that's an if. Um, <laughs> yeah, if. Brendan says it's coming. <laughs> Brendan says it's coming. That's what I've heard. Brendan likes Dan Norris. He's he? big on Norris. Yeah, yeah he really likes Efros. They're not trading Efros. No. Nope. Not no. unless they got some huge haul back, but I don't I don't see that coming. Um, hey, if you enjoy CHGO, one way to help us out and continue to grow is download the PointsBet app. Use the code CHGO when you sign up. Not only do you get two risk-free bets up to two grand, but if you make that 50 or more first-time deposit, you receive a free CHGO membership. It unlocks our web content, all of Ryan's stuff on the Cubs. You get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO locker. Any questions, email pointsbet at allchgo.com, and we'll help you out in case you missed it. Online sign-up available in Illinois. You can download the PointsBet app right now. Register your account. Start to finish all from your phone. It's the fastest sports book. It's easier than ever, and you can start living your bet life in seconds. So what are you waiting for? Once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life with PointsBet. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Ravi says the Sox, he says 16-3. I don't know if that's current score or that's final score. But I said rough night on the south side. Uh, Robbie's buddy's not going to be joining oh, in. Oh, it's 16. 16 to 3 in the bottom, bottom of the 6th. Mm. Herb Paul leave? Smith? Paul Smith. Yeah, Paul, Paul Smith. Paul yeah. Smith. He's not he's there. He's still watching the game. Did Herb oh. leave? I thought it was. Herb is remote today. He did leave. I'm so, uh, I didn't even know he left. I was like, I, was like, I, I thought I would have heard him leave. screaming by yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. If he hadn't left, he would have left by now. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Um, also, Jedi of Chicago uh, asked, do we think Killian comes up to make one of the doubleheader starts next week? Do I think? <sighs> I'm not sure. Should he? I mean, why not? Yeah. Why not I, at I, this point? I bet you it's more likely that he comes up for the second round of doubleheaders, which is early June. The Cardinals? The, 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 well, yes, those are like June 4th. Is that when it is? Well, June 4th that? is the one that's coming up. That's next week. There was it's Milwaukee, Milwaukee Memorial Day, and then Saturday. That Saturday is Cardinals doubleheader, and there's another Cardinals doubleheader. Oh, later I, in the season. Yeah, I was yeah. looking at. So maybe I am thinking this this most recent. Yeah, or, it, which I'm like, I'm like, oh, that's like a few weeks away. No, that's next week. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's no. not that far away. It is almost June. No, um, yep. so I'll just calendar's go, moving. I'm just going to go with what Jed Hoyer 
we you know, we got asked about that uh, Thursday. Uh, met with the media, met with us. Um, kind of asked. We're talking about Caleb Killian. It was like, oh, like could we see him this year? And he said, yeah, you know, he's putting he's put himself in that kind of position. Um, they asked, can he, you know, got a couple double double headers coming up? Can he pitch in those? And he said, I won't I won't speculate on that. So not much of an answer there. Um, I don't know. Uh, I think I think it would be a good position to get a guy who's AAA level, looking like he's major league ready, looking like he is going to debut at some point this year, maybe get him a, sh- a shot in that doubleheader. And, again, I think that the Brewers did the same thing with Aaron Ashby last year. That first time he started was against the Cubs when they scored, what, seven runs off him and ended up losing, like, 15-7. to seven. Yeah. Whatever. That was that game. Yeah. Um, but they did that. They brought him up, gave him a start, and he – got hit a lot and then I think they sent him right back they either sent him right back down or he went back down very soon after which can you know again you give Caleb Killian a shot a double header you need arms you you, uh, you need a 27th man give him a shot if it doesn't happen you send him back down to AAA where he was having a lot of success right I, th- I think double header would be a good position for him I won't say that I expect it because I really don't know Right. Um, but it's definitely a good nine games in seven days. If two double headers within a week, like that's I'd like to see certainly it. a spot where you're going to need a lot of pitching depth. Yeah. And I think that's a spot that you could you could see Caleb Killian. If, I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if we saw Caleb Killian. That's what I'll say. I won't, I'm not expecting it, but I also wouldn't be surprised. I personally would be very very sad if I have to watch Mark Leiter Jr. make a start on a double header day. I'm just saying. So you want to see a little? Caleb I want to see Caleb Killian, bro. <laughs> I, and I think that's, he, that's, I, Keegan that's Thompson my... will make a start there. Yeah, Keegan we, Thompson we think we will probably that, right? get a start there yeah. too. David it says is, quickly. By the way, uh, why do all these teams wait till the end of July to trade when they get more out of them if they trade for them now? And you know, part of it is more and more teams making the playoffs because these teams want to decide: Are we really in it? So, yeah. like, they want to push that as far as they can before they decide we want to start buying something and give up another piece from the future because right. uh, more and more teams think they're in it all of a sudden, but they want to make sure. And same thing with, you know, we see the injuries happening. They don't want to fill a sort of need at, they don't want to fill a sort of need in the bullpen right now if they might drastically need a third baseman and they got to save some of those pieces to get it yeah. because someone gets hurt in three weeks. Like, I also, it's like a lot of teams that are buyers they start getting desperate back then. Like right now, like they're not, you know, they don't, they don't need to trade for someone or don't need to go out and buy stuff if they don't have to um, at the trade deadline. And they're like, this is kind of our last chance. Like we kind of yeah. need to go. That's when like teams started to get desperate. Um, so that's do, also what are the reason. teams you think that are going to, that are going to feel desperate at the deadline? Gosh, so many teams are going to think they're in it, right? Yeah. There's a lot of time. I, I, left. Don't, I don't, I don't know. Cause I don't know who's really valuing just getting into the postseason, like the thing that's weird about the trade deadline. If your team you think is close, everybody's like, "We got to add a piece." Like I know the Sox guys are going to be like, "We need to add this and we need to add that." When is the last time like one of the really big moves you were like, "Wow, they won the World Series because they made that that." Now the Braves made some pretty good moves, but they weren't like they weren't like you weren't floored by those moves. They added Donaldson. They had, they had a couple pieces, right? Yeah. yeah. They they added some guys where you're like, all right. The Cubs, uh, in a way, you, th- you know, they made the big move. They made two one big move, years. right? Yeah. But like the, the Sox last year added Kimbrel, and like people were talking about it, it was gonna be an unhittable bullpen, and yeah. 
Well, that's because they used in the wrong way. You can't. You yeah. got to use Kimbrel in the ninth inning. Like that's that's the yeah. spot. That's, well, the Cubs did it consecutive years, right? They did it in sixteen, and then they did it in seventeen too. It worked in sixteen. It for worked the Cubs. in sixteen. Yeah, but they added no uh, Didn't work. You know that the Astros no did it with Verlander. Um, Rich Harden didn't work, but they still won the trade. They still. Well, I mean, now we believe they won the trade. <laughs> uh, um, all right. Also, wait. Also, Scott yeah. asks. Bodie goes three for five today with the Iowa Cubs. Any word oh. when he is coming back? He's not eligible to come off the IL. Like he's June on 60 day, June sixth. Uh, yeah. He's on sixty day IL. I did talk to him last week, the week before, uh, and he said that um, you know he kind of thinks that with all the timing and the rehabbing, and now he's on the rehab assignment, that when he is eligible, he should be able to come off the IL. Ah, and uh, Jedi of Chicago had to bring up Verlander in twenty seventeen. Yeah, I was trying to stay away from that because that's the move the Cubs mm. should have made. Yeah. That's the yeah. he wanted to come here, shoulda, coulda, and the Cubs didn't want him to come here. Yeah, instead they went the Quintana route. Oh well. Anyways, uh, Kyle happens. Hendricks going mm-hmm. in uh, game three of the series. The Cubs try to win three straight now against the Reds. Uh, the last time out, wind was blowing out at Wrigley Field. He gave up four home runs for the second time in his career. Generally, Kyle Hendricks doesn't have that type of game back to back. I'm not saying just the four home runs, but like. He usually responds with a better game the next time around. He very rarely does he just pack in like tons of bad starts. Is he inconsistent? Yeah, can be. Can can be. When inconsistent. he's not as best, he can be. Yes. Right. So I just expect him to be better and closer to a normal Kyle Hendricks performance in Game Three of the series. That's all I can expect. Yeah, and I mean he his last one, um, like I said, four home runs. Seven earned runs, I want to say, he gave up. Um, he kind of said, like, he, he kind of had an idea of what was going wrong and um, things he needed to work on. So you, you expect Kyle Hendricks to, in those four days off, five days off, whatever it is, you expect him to look at that, you know, look at what went wrong, like what maybe was kind of ailing him, affecting him, and work on that kind of stuff. Like, that's what he did, um, you know, throughout his first month of the season. He did. He yeah. was figuring out things like, "Hey, my fastball wasn't playing down. I was I missed high a, f- a few times, and every time I miss, you know, and he's not a guy that can miss just based on velocity. He can't. He's not going to blow up by. So if he does miss, that's when the home runs start coming. And it was a weird day. Um, but he's all command. Everything. Yeah, is it was a command. So when the command, when he's not establishing that fastball down in the zone, when he's not establishing it down down in the zone, down and away, so that he can play the rest of his pitches off of it, that's when things start going a little sideways. So. Um, you expect Kyle to kind of look at those things from what happened uh, against Arizona and, and go back to the drawing board and, and, and work on those things in between starts. So, like you said, he's not traditionally someone that puts back-to-back starts like that together. So, I do, I do, yeah, like you said, I, I do expect a better performance from Kyle Hendricks. Do I expect eight and two-thirds uh, shutout? Mm-hmm. Maybe not exactly, but hey, you never know. Because Kyle, again, Kyle Hendricks at his best can be very, very good. So. Jack says no, 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 though, because he's never good at that ballpark. I was going to say he has a five point seven five career earn run average at Great American Ballpark. Take that That's into in consideration. Si- Twelve in sixty-seven point one thirds innings. Uh, definitely have to take that into consideration. That's twelve <laughs> starts. Uh, it's not great, Bob. Um, it's considered a hitter's ballpark, right? It is. It is. Yeah. It is. Um, I've, we've also seen Kyle Hendricks be good there, um, but his, it, in recent history, he's not been great there. Personally, uh, 
we need to see better Kyle Hendricks t- tomorrow because of like he he knows you know this is like the narrative surrounding him right like and I mean he still has stuff to prove. He did he did so. in twenty twenty one two starts at Great American Ballpark one ninety seven average against him point four point five four seven OPS. Um, I don't know if he won those games, but those are Last solid year? numbers. When yeah. was that? Twenty twenty one. Oh. Wow. Two, two games. Take uh, that, Jack. Two runs, take eight hits, me. one double. Cap says, take that. Eight strikeouts to three walks, 191 batting average, and a .547 OPS. This is last year. So, if we're talking about recent history, he did but he did well in great I record. swear you got I might take I him in who you got. Like in, my, in, my, like, in my nightmares, I see Kyle Hendricks get murdered at, at Great American. I mean, 2020 and 2019 were, were, were rough. Okay. But last year, he had... Maybe I'm just a beat-up Cubs fan. I'm just just ready to be hurt every day. Cody, they've won three in a row. Turn it around. <laughs> Turn it around. They're going to be all right. Uh, all right. The, the future is coming. The future is coming. Mm-hmm. I you were a fan. Oh, get out of here <laughs> with your objective freaking takes. Cubs, <laughs> Cubs win 11-4. to four. They've won three straight games. They'll go for four in a row on Wednesday. We will be back here after the game for the post-game show. <laughs> We hope you will join us. That's right, Robbie. The Robbie's future comment. is now. Cubs future win eleven to four. Thanks for listening to the CHGO Cubs post game show presented by PointsBet. Fly the W. We'll see you on Wednesday.